Good afternoon, RFL fans, and welcome back to the 307 Film Room with your host, Mitchell O'Brien. And today we're going to be doing a post-Senior Bowl review of how everyone performed and risers and fallers, in my opinion. Uh, starting off, uh, we're just going to go down the list of uh, the offensive starters, and I'm going to say if I think they played good, if they didn't play good. And then at the end, we're just going to talk about uh, players that really stood out for their performances and players who underperformed. Uh, starting out, we have Owen Jack. Uh, if you watched the game the first time through and you watched Owen Jack's performance, a lot of people would say that he had a very, he played a pretty bad game. But after going back and watching the t watching the game, like play by play, pausing, stopping, going back, watching it a second time, uh, I honestly don't think Owen Jack played that bad. Like, yes, he was very conservative and didn't really force the ball down the field, but that's well known for uh, how he played at Oregon was just. Uh, Simple check down, basic, uh, intermediate, short pass routes. So that that type of play style coming out of Owen Jack was not that surprising, to be honest. Uh, would I have liked to see him throw the ball down the field more often and take more risk? Definitely. But, like, he completed 7 of 12 passes, only 62 yards, 58% completion. Uh, he did throw a couple uh, bad balls, but... Uh, they were broken up by the two the two passes that I can think of off of my head were both broken up by Kenny Forrester Jr. So that just shows how Kenny was in coverage. So that being said, I think Owen Jack played he played alright. He definitely didn't play good, but I wouldn't absolutely assassinate him for this performance. Didn't raise his stock, I will say that, but I don't think his stock really fell, as other people's opinions were. Going to the second player, we have Cleon Markuman. And I'm sorry, Cleon, if you listen to this, but man, that that performance was pretty bad. Like, yeah, people complain the O-line and say the O-line wasn't blocking, yada yada. And in some respects, that can be true, but... When you have eight carries for like negative eight yards, that's not always the O line's fault. Like Cleon Markman made a lot of uh head scratching uh decisions while uh reading while reading the defense. There was quite a quite a few times where he could have uh just stayed outside and and he would have probably got seven, eight yards, maybe a first down. But decides to cut cut it upfield right away. Runs into a defensive lineman or a flowing linebacker, or on the first like on his first run, he went outside and did a backwards juke, and got tackled by Javon Cruz. So if Cleo Markman just ran north and south, and like stay to the outside on the outside zone plays, I think he would have had a much uh, better performance. Well, anything's better than what 
you put out on tape. Uh, coaches, if you're listening to this, uh, don't take this as the cat's meow that this is the Cleon Mark you'll get when you draft. He was much better than this at Iowa. So, did it hurt his stock? Definitely will hurt his stock in, like, the outer perspective of coaches who are just, like, watching this. Like, they watch this game to, like, try to get, like, a refresher on players. And this this game for Cleon Markman was by far nothing we've seen from him before. Like, he's never had this bad of a game where he's, like, 8 for negative 9 yards. So... Definitely keep that in mind when you're uh, grading out uh, Cleo Markman that this isn't the this isn't the normal Cleo Markman that you'll get. This was just a really bad day for him. Uh, next player we have is Yerkov uh, Bykov Levitsky. Honestly, couldn't tell you much about his performance. I I don't have any plays off the top of my head that. Uh, the West ran a lot of I that were running I form. They were mostly under center and shotgun. So I don't know if this playbook was exactly uh, designed for uh, Levitsky to uh, thrive in. Obviously not. He's a fullback, so fullbacks get minimal love as is. But yeah, outside of that, uh, not much I could say about uh, the fullback receiving. Uh, the West, the the West starting a uh, bunch of wide receivers honestly didn't excel that well to be honest. Pavo had a really nice catch where he uh, where he was able to catch uh, a back shoulder catch to uh, keep uh, Jason Alexander from b being able to make a play on the ball. Uh, Steph Harris was held off of uh, held off the catch sheet, so that sucked. Uh, he def he was targeted a couple times, but uh, the the East defense just had uh, better coverage on him. Yeah, so Pavo had one catch for twenty one yards, and uh, Lewis Cardenas he had a pretty quiet night himself. Uh, how many yards did Cardenas have? I know he, I think Cardenas had like two catches. Yes. Oh no, he had four. No, he did have two catches. I was right. Two catches, 15 yards, uh, one drop. So, yeah, I wouldn't... The West's wide receivers didn't exactly help Owen Jack, but Owen Jack didn't help them. So, in a mutual respect, uh, definitely wouldn't say that the West offense was clicking coming out of the gate. Uh, moving to tight end, uh, Brady Barman... Had two catches for 19 yards. Uh, but honestly, I, th in my opinion, I think he hurt his stock. Because uh, he still can't block. Like, for a couple, like, not to tail back to uh, Cleon Markman. But watching a couple of those plays, uh, Brady Barrowman was the guy who needed to make that uh, one crucial block on, like, on the defensive end or the flowing linebacker. And then he just absolutely whiffed on the block and let the defender uh, get in the backfield and make the tackle on Markman. So, Brady Barrowman wasn't helping his running back either. Like, uh, as my coach says, if you want the rock, block. So, if Brady Barrowman is uh, suffering at blocking, that's not a good. That's not a good thing for a tight end. Like, 
catching and blocking are your two most important attributes. So Brady Barrowman is a really good wide receiver that can stretch the field and maybe go for like 100 yards. But if you're relying on him to help set up run plays, that's not going to be a very strong tactic for you. Uh, looking at the O-line, uh, again, obviously people blame the O-line for Cleon Markman having a bad game. But if you actually watch the O-line... Uh, the tackles, both Kevin Hatcher and Devin Brooks, played really good. Uh, they both were able to seal the edges when Cleo Markham was running outside. He just made uh, awkward decisions at times. Uh, both guards, I think, played well. I didn't see any blunders by Connor Hawk or Zach Emerson. Now, both of them played really good games. Uh, I saw Connor Hawk working up to the second level on multiple occasions. Uh, Coming off the double team with Cameron Potts, the center from Minnesota. Uh, the only player that really like had, uh, I want to say a rough game, but a game that I, uh, where I saw stuff happen was Cameron Potts. He did, uh, uh, D-tackles did slip off of Potts' blocks a couple times, and uh, stuff runs up the middle. So in that case, yes, I will say that the O-line did have a contributing factor to Cleon Markman struggling. But outside of that, I think Cleo Markman just had a bad day in the ball carrier division department. Like, he, he definitely had holes and lanes to hit, and he just chose to either juke or try to cut the field and get as much yards as possible. Uh, Thomas Didymus did uh, the complete option as Cleo Markman had really good ball carrier vision, but we'll talk about T. Diddy when we get to the backups. Uh, coming to the defensive side of the ball, Ortiz, uh, Bryson Powers Jr., August Speller, and Devin Andrews. Uh, Jose Ortiz had a, had a pretty solid game. Uh, didn't get any sacks, but uh, he overall he had he had a good first step off the line. Uh, had a good strike on the tackles when when coming off the edge. Uh, had a couple opportunities, but. Bit never was able to capitalize on them. Bryson Powers, same thing. Had re had a really good first step off the line. Uh, I think he made a couple uh, nice plays in the run in run defense. And then looking at our D tackles, August Speller had a both August Speller and Devin Andrews had great games in run defending. Again, obviously neither of them were able to uh, uh, get any sacks on the game, but. Uh, Devin Andrews had two TFLs, and who else? Uh, I think uh, Dev, uh, August Speller had two TFLs as well. So both of them were able to uh, generate a good push up the middle in uh, run defense. Uh, Devin Andrews had three tackles, two TFLs, and August Speller had like four tackles and one TFL. He only, he only had one TFL, but... Still, regardless, uh, the tackle play was definitely up to par and is as expected for uh, up to par for what we expected to see out of these defensive tackles. Linebacker room: Josh Hardy had an played an absolute great game. Same thing, Glissick. Dan Glissick really, really stood out for. Uh, the West, Dan Glissick was able to show that he could thump, th 
Funk with the Boys. That was a big thing that I talked about in the preview. Is Dan Glissick's a great cover linebacker, but this was going to be a, a game, an opportunity for him to show that he can be uh, a good run-supporting middle linebacker that can shed blocks and stuff. Uh, Dan Glissick had eight tackles, two TFLs, and a sack. Uh, inevitably won uh, West Defensive Player of the Game, well-deserved by him. Uh, yeah, Glissick had an all-around great performance. Uh, he's He definitely uh, rose a stock. I definitely can see uh, Dan Glissick possibly going in the first round now. Uh, he was he was already there, but like uh, Call from he it's definitely it's definitely grown grown from then. Uh, and Christian Bonnet, uh, he had he had a pretty good game all around. Uh, made one big play on run defense. Second half he was pass rushing, which is by far not his strength. So that was that was tough to see. Uh, watching that Bonnet was down rushing the passer. And then we had Sean Best, who uh, finished the game with eight tackles and one TFL. Uh, Best had a really good game. Uh, he had lined up at outside backer and then in the second half lined up a middle linebacker and did a great job while, uh, mm -hmm. while working, th working through the middle. And, yeah, so Christian Bonnet definitely could have had a better performance, but by no means what I say was bad. Uh, going to the corners, uh, corners were pretty quiet all around. Uh, Matty Packerman, Deshaun Bass, uh, Prince Potter, none of them had any flashy plays. Uh, Prince Potter was tasks of covering Deshaun Deshaun Jones. All game, Deshaun Jones was kept off of was kept off of the score sheet. Uh, Prince Potter played an excellent coverage against uh, Jones. Uh, suffered in the run game, but again, that was something that I highlighted in the preview that uh, Prince Potter struggles at times to break down and do tackling. He got juked out of his shoes at least twice that I can remember. Uh, Packerman, Packerman again, he was playing uh, the CB1 spots, so he would have been covering... Ty Gooden, so uh, Ty, Ty Gooden had uh, had himself a couple catches, same with uh, Tyler Simpson. I think Simpson was working out of the sloft with the, uh, facing against Deshaunna Bass. So both of those two did allow catches. Uh, so, well, overall, that's, uh, yeah, so overall, both Packerman and Bass had good games, but they did allow catches at times. And then Prince Potter was just uh, up on his island, uh, covering against Deshaun Jones. Uh, free safety, we have Blue Berryhill. Blue Berryhill had a very good game in his own right. Uh, all around uh, good game. He showed off his range and uh, his rangey coverage ability over top. Almost had a pick down the sidelines off of uh, Fecky. No, not even off of Fecky. Off of Romanelli. Romanelli threw it down with about, like, Buck forty left in the first half, and he almost if he he almost was able to haul it in. That would have been a nice interception if he could have. And then looking at the other other player, we had uh, Connor Baker, uh, who, who hauled in an interception, uh, huge overthrow by uh, Jane Romanelli. He was trying to hit the ang uh, the anger route or Texas route to uh, run back Cody Carter, just over uh, overthrew him. Connor Baker was able to uh, 
take advantage of that and pick it off, take her down to the 5 yard line, 10, 5, something like that, yard line. Uh, Michael Floda, basic game, made all his kicks, looked good punting, same with Justin Lawrence. Uh, heading to the east side starters, uh, we had uh, Jane Romanelli for Washington. Overall, I think Romanelli had a really good game. Uh, again, didn't didn't light the world on fire, but didn't uh, didn't absolutely burn her down either. So overall, Romanelli had a good game. Shut off that he can run. Had a scrambling touchdown for nine yards. Uh, Romanelli made a couple good throws. Uh, a nice uh, nice corner route up to Tyler Simpson uh, down the sideline. Simpson juked out Prince Potter on that play. Uh, Romanelli also threw other, a couple other seeds into other wide receivers. Ty Gooden was a go-to target over the middle. I think he hauled in four or five catches. Uh, running back Cody Carter looked really explosive. Uh, had great burst coming through the line. Again, something I previewed that Cody Carter has great burst at the line of scrimmage and being able to uh, create separation. He's also in a very elusive shifty back. So that was that was nice to see. Uh, fullback Earl Gill from Texas A&M. Again, obviously fullbacks don't get much love, but there were a couple opportunities. We were able to see uh, Earl Gill out on the field, number twenty-two in red. Uh, he played he played good overall. Made a couple of crucial blocks in I formation. Uh, Tyler Simpson. Uh, Simpson had three catches for. Something amount of yards. Let's let's check. Simpson had two catches for 50, 53 yards. Not too bad. Uh, yeah, so overall great game by uh, Tyler Simpson. I think he was working on the slot against Deshaun Bass. He had that big catch. Uh, he had that big catch down the sidelines that Romanelli hit him on. And then the other one. Uh, well, I can't remember exactly what what was the other catch was for Tyler Simpson, but yeah, so two catches, fifty fifty three yards. Uh, he definitely proved that he can be a reliable slot wide receiver. We already knew that he played predominantly in the slot for Georgia, so it was good to see that he kept up the tempo. And Ty Gooden, another another big slot wide receiver, short and stocky, six foot two thirty. Uh, five catches, thirty-eight yards. So, just just your reliable set of hands at the sticks. Ty Gunn picked up multiple first downs for the East. Kept drives alive. Uh, great performance by him. Uh, tight end Chandler Godspeed. Uh, overall quite impressed with him. Uh, Godspeed showed off some good ability in the blocking game. Uh, didn't didn't lose any blocks by. By a large mean, he did take a couple losses in blocking, but not every not every block you're gonna win, unless you're uh, Lucas Butler, who was an absolute menace to society in the blocking game. But yeah, no Chandler Godspeed. Uh, overall, I would say he had a pretty good Senior Bowl. Uh, not nothing laying the world on fire, but uh, didn't, like like I said before, didn't burn her down. Uh, Overall, just solid performance. Definitely has potential to be a tight end one for a team. Has that blocking ability. How many catches did he have? 
Uh, he had one. Okay, so I guess Chandler Godspeed only did haul in one catch, and that was a great route ran by Ch Chandler Godspeed. He was working on uh, Josh Harding on the play. Uh, Smitty broke that down in the stream if you want to go watch it. Uh, great sell by Chandler Godspeed. He sold that he was going outside, came back, came back in, and uh, sold, sold the route. I think he was running a 10 yard dig, but like. Sold Hardy with the head fake, going outside, cut inside, nice 15-yard pickup all around. Uh, O-line for the East. Uh, I did I did genuinely bash uh, this O-line a little bit in the preview. As they weren't on paper uh, anywhere close to uh, the West's starting O-line. But they put, up a, they put up a great fight and uh, proved me wrong. Emmett Stockson looks like... The first round pick that he's always been projected to be. Absolutely sealed sealed the edge for Cody Carter when he was running off his backside. Uh, Jason Springs had a, had a good solid performance. Same with Mike Smith and uh, Marshall Brown. Both of them we were able to see in space on the move. Uh, sealing, sealing off blocks. And even our very own Pat McNeil. Like he put up, he had a very good game uh, this, this week at the Senior Bowl. Obviously... I've uh, shit on Pat McNeil a couple times for his uh, bad blocking technique throughout his time at Clemson. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose. You faced off against Jermaine Taylor twice. So by no means is that a uh, fun time. You faced off against August Speller two times. Not always fun. They faced off against Stephen Forbes in the game. And I don't think Clemson played West Virginia, but... Six games against three of the best defensive tackles, so uh, six, six, five, 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 five out of 14 games against top three defensive tackles. I wouldn't expect a person to win every battle in that respect, but yeah, no, Pat McNeil played great. Uh, didn't allow a sack, so that, that's always a positive. Uh, looked amazing in the run game, eight, was able to generate push, uh, work up through the second level. And read the linebackers. So all around, that was uh, really good to see Pat McNeil have, uh, I wouldn't say a bounce back performance, but uh, I say, hey, I'm I'm worth a uh, top, top three round pick. I could see Pat McNeil sliding into like the mid, sec like mid late second round for a team that needs a center. Uh, great community member, so uh, he obviously will put in the work to get that uh, blocking up to... Uh, an elite level. Um, now moving to the defensive side of the ball, we had uh, Willie Nilly and Javon Cruz starting off. So with that, uh, Javon Cruz uh, was playing the five tech out against uh, Dustin Brooks for most of the game. Absolutely nothing in the pa in the pass rush game by Javon Cruz. Just didn't have that it factor. But Cruz played an absolute great. And run defense, that's always been Javon Cruz's strength, was his uh, discipline run defense. He had two TFLs, uh, had the first first tackle for loss on the game as Clint Markman backwards back juked into him. So yeah, definitely not going to recommend Javon Cruz play five tech anytime anytime soon. But as a three tech or a one tech, or even just a base. Or even a base 4-3 defensive end, Javon Cruz, is is disciplined enough to hold the edge. Same thing with Willie Nilly. Willie Nilly, act, Willie Nilly really showed off uh, 
a great first step for me. That was something that I really that really caught my eye. Willie Nilly had a great performance. Uh, again, didn't have a sack, so I know sacks are like had the most like uh, general consensus of like, oh, you did good if you got a sack. But overall, Willie Nilly had a really good first step. We'll watch watching him uh, take off uh, a couple times. I had to look and make sure that it wasn't like uh, Rip Montez or something because he just had that explosive burst off the line that like really knocked the tackle back. So I wasn't used to seeing that at Willie Nilly. He's always been a more disciplined uh, power rusher type of edge. So he really showed off that speed element uh, in this game. Uh, now looking at the D tackles, uh, both Stephen Forbes and Bruce Rivers were again obviously great in run defense. Uh, it's going to sound like a broken record. Didn't get any sacks. But, again, sacks aren't everything. Uh, they they really generate good pressure, move the centers off the spot. Uh, both of them made good plays in the run, run defense. So, yeah, uh, both both good defensive tackles. Now looking at linebackers, we have Alfred Walker. Uh, honestly, couldn't tell you what Alfred Walker really did. He was a very... Very quiet piece. He got well. I could tell you he got injured on the first play. Uh, so what are you doing, Alfred? Did you not train throughout the offseason, getting injured on the very first play of the game? But he did come back into the game at some point. Uh, I don't exactly know what he did because he never really uh, popped off the page. But that just means that obviously he was doing his job in coverage, as uh, Owen Jack wasn't throwing his way. So that was a positive to see Alfred Walker. To, is a first-round solidified pick, in my opinion. Top 15, probably, at uh, the highest. Uh, James Axel, uh, great pass rusher for the Texas Longhorns, uh, was tasked with a different job today. Uh, or not today. Was tasked with a different job on Sunday during the Senior Bowl as he was asked to play coverage. Uh, honestly, didn't see Owen Jack uh, really throw at him, so uh, clearly... Axel must have been uh, good enough in coverage to uh, maintain maintain the zone or ran against this guy because we never really saw Owen Jack uh, go near go near his uh, area of the field. So that's obviously a pause by James Axel. Made some good tackles in the run game. Uh, Kenny Forrester, big big player whose stocks rose up in my opinion. Had three had three pass deflections. Uh, a fumble recovery uh, ripped out by Rip Montez, so uh, great great to see Rip uh, getting on the field and making an impact. But yeah, no, Kenny Forrester played a great game, had, uh, I think he had at least eight tackles. I uh, know he had the three pass deflections. I think he had TFLs as well. Uh, Kenny Forrester, uh, the Lumberjack, just did a, did a great job. Uh Disrupting passing lanes, which was something uh, very big. Uh, let's see, Kenny Forrester, six six tackles, three pass deflections. So, uh, didn't get in the backfield any by any means to stop the run. But once once the running back crossed the line, there was uh, Kenny Forrester very nearby to chop chop his uh, knees down. So that's how you get the get the name Lumberjack by uh, chop chopping down at people's knees. But overall, yeah. Uh, Great performance by Kenny Forrester. Definitely rose up a lot of people's draft boards, in my opinion. Definitely could see him going in, like, the late to mid-second round. No, late first, like, at earliest, late first round. There's a lot of great linebackers in this class. And this definitely helped uh, Kenny Forrester climb up some people's boards. Uh, 
So mid second, late second, I could see him, see him going. Uh, DBs for the East. Uh, Jason Alexander really pretty pretty much had a quiet day. Uh, besides that one one catch that uh, Paulo Frederick was able to get on him. Uh, that just that just uh, represented uh, Jason Alexander's uh, still lack lack of uh, play recognition. He looked a little lost out there, but he was able to bring Paul Frederick down and the tackle. Uh, just like it, it was very apparent that Alexander had lost the ball in the air. Maybe the sun got on his eyes or something. But yeah, Alexander overall had a pretty quiet game. Most most of all the corners had a quiet game. So with that being said. Good man corner, good has good press technique off the line, but uh, still definitely needs to work on his awareness and play rec. Uh, coming to cornerback Don Dang again, another player who had a quiet, pretty quiet game besides the one monster hit that he laid down on Lewis Cardenas down the sidelines. Uh, Don Dang just said uh, f uh, size pretty much. He just he absolutely laid laid the lumber down on. Louis Cardenas forced the incompletion. Great play by Don Dang. Still worried about his size. Yes, he was able to lay the boom down on uh, Louis Cardenas, but Louis Cardenas ain't that big. No, no offense, Louis, you ain't that big boy. You just ain't that guy, man. You just ain't that guy. But yeah, Kelly Train uh, again another quiet day. Uh, Kelly Train had a good uh, pass deflection down the field as he was covering uh, Stefan Harris. Uh, used the boundary as his as his best friend kept kept uh, Steph outside the numbers and outside the numbers down the hashes and was just able to uh, keep against stance on him. Chris Polk uh, honestly didn't see much out of Chris Polk, but that's not a bad thing. But uh, he just again no no one really flashed in the secondary, given that like. Whoop, factor but uh i know cp uh, missed a tackle and clean markman markman broke it picked up a first down uh that's the only thing i can think of about cp but we already know that he's uh arguably the best safety in the class and uh this this game wasn't really meant for him to uh get better we already know what paul can do same thing with samuel stubbs stubbs played great so i'm lined up in a little slot corner Little slot corner action, which was uh, interesting to see. Uh, I definitely think uh, Samuel Stubbs could definitely be a good slot corner for a team. Again, Sang 5'9", 2'05", 5'9", 205. Good all-around balanced uh, player. Has great play rec and uh, zone instincts, along with not afraid to tackle. So it's an all-around perfect, uh, perfect build for a safety. Uh, kicker Amy Schlizzy and Cody Hill both uh, overall had good games. Amy Schlizzy was just pound, was just pounding the balls uh, in pregame, postgame, all all around, just uh, hitting them out the back of the end zone, hit it from the back. But yeah, just all around. Uh, yes, no. Let's just end it there. Let's go. Let's go to the West's backups. James. Jane Yeah. James Ramos, quarterback, Nittany Lions, Penn State, Lemonai, had a great game. Uh, inevitably brought home uh, offensive player for the West and West MVP. Well deserved by James Ramos. He put on a great, a great show. Made some great pro throws. Uh, great, a great uh, 
corner. No, it wasn't even a corner. What, what would that be called? Uh, I only know is Christian Williams said it. It was uh, good playing zone coverage. Uh, a good zone beater. Uh, Williams was lined up in the slot. And then ran like... It wasn't even... I don't even know what that was called. Like, I was, I'll say an outwards post. I know that's not what it's called. But that's the best way I could describe it. If you watch the game, you know the play I'm talking about. We got James Ramos made some great pro throws. That was one of them. Uh, the touchdown to Christian Williams was uh, questionable a little bit. Travion Love should have picked it off, but uh, he just was able to squeak it over and get into Christian Williams for a touchdown. James Ramos showed off his uh, off his uh, athleticism, rushing the touchdown in from the one. Uh, found Anthony Fry out on uh, flag route. That's what it's called. So Christian, uh, two great throws on flag routes. Yeah, so it's a flag. That's what it's called. Yeah, but uh, just all-around great performance by James Ramos. I definitely think he got himself some uh, well-warranted buzz. Uh, maybe some first-round hype. We'll have to see. Uh, next player on the list was uh, Thomas Didymus, T. Diddy. Uh, sadly, T. Diddy didn't get much smoke as the West was playing a uh, comeback for most of the second half, so he didn't get very many opportunities. But when he did, Thomas Didymus showed off the explosiveness that I saw watching the Oklahoma State tape and I highly recommend coaches if they need like a third down running back or just a backup running back in general go check out Thomas Dedimus he's a very explosive running back good hands hard hard nose runner uh, put the put his head down into Cody Bamba try to truck him over didn't exactly succeed but he didn't fail uh he did he did put his head down into Cody Bamba one of the harder hitting safeties in the college series and Fell forward and got a yard, so uh, T. Diddy definitely did a great job. I uh, wish he would have been able to get more carries, but uh, just how the cookie crumbles, Thomas Didymus had uh, a great game on the limited carries that he had in my book. Uh, Joey Ann Lethner, once again, showing off his uh, elite route running as he was able to uh, pick up two catches for 32 yards. Uh, nothing elite, but nothing uh, too shabby. Uh, great, great all all around performance for Julian Lettner, one of the best route runners and overall, just overall uh, pass catchers. One of pass catchers, he was second in the nation in drops, so I wouldn't define define that area. But uh, really, really good at creating separation off the line. Yeah, three catches for his thirty-two yards. My bad, Joey. Shafted you catch. Yeah, he did have a drop, so I guess I guess that characteristic's still in there. We had no Joanne Lentner. Uh, really created separation off the line to whatever corners he was facing. He absolutely was uh, toasting them. Uh, Darius Hodge. Did Hodge haul in a catch? There's a question. Uh, he might have hauled in one, but I don't remember it. Uh, I don't remember. Darius Hodge had one catch for eight yards and one drop. Yeah, so Darius Hodge again really didn't get the smoke he uh, was looking for from uh, from James Ramos. But honestly, the offense for the West just wasn't clicking like like we expected. Uh, Christian Williams had like three catches for like forty yards, I think. Let's find him. Christian Williams, yep, three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown, right in the dot. 
Yeah, so Christian Williams showed off good potential. Uh, he had a couple good catches. That touchdown at the end was nice with four seconds left. Uh, put on a show. And, uh, yeah, just moving on. Anthony Fry ran a really good uh, flag route, uh, creating separation off of Juice Adams. Good, good all-around uh, tight end. Really fast, good athlete. Also a really solid blocker. Someone I didn't get to see on the field very much and kind of disappointed by is Mason Dunn. Uh, I called him a big slot. Still stand by that. It's like 6'3", 235. So he, he can definitely uh, do work do work in there. Be a slot-o-matic type of, type of tight end. Uh, Dunn, Dunn was a pretty good run blocker at West Virginia. Would like to see him on the field. Honestly, he probably was on the field in three tight end sets, but I just never, uh, he never caught my eye. Uh, O-line wise, uh, everyone played really good. Uh, Leishon Tate gave up a sack to, uh, who was it? Oh, that was, uh, Julio Gonzalez. Julio Gonzalez, he had a really good, he had a really good game too. I'm definitely looking forward to talk, talk about him. But yeah, all the other O-linemen played really good. Uh, no pressures were really allowed. Good in the run in the run game. Whenever they did run the ball, like the three or four times they did in the second half. Uh, looking at Logan Becker. Logan Becker again, not the fastest guy off the line. Uh, just a good solid base run defender. Wouldn't uh, ride home, but uh, he did have a tackle for loss, and uh, it was a pretty good play at that. Like it was, it was solid. He kept he kept him outside. Uh, didn't do, didn't do anything cr too crazy. Uh, what is that? Kendrick Woodson had a sack at the beginning of, like, the second half. Uh, working on our James Ba out of, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Woodson just, uh, won, won with speed and beat, beat Ba around the corner. Uh, yeah, we already talked about Devin Andrews, Victor Montague, again, another Another great run defender and for uh, the college series for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, TD Lectrum didn't get his opportunity to rush the passer. Neither did JoJo Lazan. So that that was kind of that was kind of a bummer. But uh, both of them look good as standing outside outside linebackers. Uh, TD Lectrum had like four tackles and JoJo Lazan had two. I think Lazan also had a tackle for loss. Uh, all around good play by both of them. Uh, Again, nothing like too crazy, but uh, outside of that, yeah. Uh, Josh Hardy played. We already talked about Hardy and Glissick. Uh, going to the cornerbacks, uh, Romeo Crawford played really good. Uh, he had he had a good pass deflection and coverage. Uh, really liked really liked how he played. He was getting out there on uh, earlier downs. Uh, in the first half, I saw Romeo Crawford get on there a couple times when they were running uh, forward corners. Uh, David Kiso, solid boundary corner. Uh, was the number two with Georgia. Uh, didn't didn't really do much in this game, but we didn't really he really wasn't asked very to do very much. And Lita Loso, yep, said his name. There you go. You made it through the sound film room for today's episode. That's enough said. Didn't have a, didn't allow any catches. Deshaun Evans. Uh, all around good game. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even realize Deshaun Evans was white. That's a face palm on me. Oof. 
But, uh, yeah, Deshaun Evans played good. He had some good tackles in the run defense. And Malcolm Washington, man, stands at just five foot nine, but uh, you would never know the difference. Uh, uh, he played really good, had a couple good pass, pass breakups and solid uh, tackles in the run game. Uh, going to the defensive side of the ball. For, or not the defensive, the backups for... Uh, the backups for the East, uh, Brand Fecky had a great, great game. Ran three, uh, ran five times, sixty-one yards. Looked good as a passer. Made some very uh, pro-ready throws all around. Uh, definitely, definitely has some uh, potential. That he that just needs the right coach to uh, put 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 time and effort into him. Definitely won't be a day one starter. Won't probably be a starter for the first couple couple years. Could be a Matt Jones for all we know. Like. Sits on the bench a couple years, uh, signs with a different team, but needs a quarterback. He's had time to sit and develop, and he, become, he becomes uh, a league average quarterback and can help uh, keep his team afloat, or even better yet, lead this te- help lead teams to playoffs. We have Brent Fecky, solid all-around uh, pick. Still not a fan of it, but uh, not, nothing I can do about it. Uh, mo- move on, and... Uh, Put a smile on your face. Uh, the next player we have uh, was Joe Duncan. Uh, Joe Duncan brought home uh, offensive player and uh, MVP of the Senior Bowl as he uh, ripped off a 45-yard touchdown. Joe Duncan looked good on all his other carries, and another bright spot that I highlighted in the preview was his receiving as uh, Joe Duncan hauled in two catches for 27 yards. Uh, really sold a great, really had a really good Texas route. Uh, picked up big yards on that. Uh, Joe Duncan, just a solid set of hands. Definitely not an RB1 by any means, but uh, he can maybe grow into that someday. Uh, definitely a good second counter punch. Like if you have a, if you have a power back as your primary, uh, Joe Duncan definitely could be a great secondary running back. Uh, Declan, sadly, Declan Ward... My guy didn't have any catches in this game. Just didn't get, just didn't get any targets. So whoever the corner was that was covering Declan Ward, uh, put homeboy in a snuggie. It might have been Lito Loso to be honest. Like, uh, could have been Lito because uh, I'm pretty sure Tavion Blue was getting covered by Crawford and uh, Bloomgram was getting covered by uh, Kiso. So I think Declan Ward might have been being covered by Lito Loso. So. That's uh, a tough battle to win on a good day. But uh Tavion Blue, I don't think he had much uh much smoke either. He I know he had uh Oh yeah, Tavion Blue had got that pass from Brandon Fecky down to the end zone. And uh it got knocked out. Uh, great play by Malcolm Washington on that. Uh just wasn't able to haul it in. And then we had uh Tyler Bloomgram. He had three catches, about thirty eight yards. Uh, he ran the first, uh, cor- no, the second corner route of, or flag, flag, second flag route of the game. First one was by Anthony Fry. Then he did it against zone coverage. Alita uh, Lopes had a good zone chuck on him. And, uh, he just wor- worked his feet down the sidelines. Uh, had a nice toe tap down the sidelines. Hauled in a good catch. Uh, next player we have Lucas Butler. Probably my biggest, uh, 
biggest climber out of this entire game. I don't think anyone else really saw. But Lucas Bowser, he he had four catches, eighteen yards, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. But man, Lucas Bowser was a great was a great run blocker. Like Lucas Bowser really caught my eye. Like run blocking, moving in motion, uh, sealing off of like doing like hitting trap blocks, sealing the edge for uh, Cody Carter and Joe Duncan. Uh, as I as I said in the preview. That boy, bad news. He had menace to society, like, and he he very well proved my uh, what I said. Like he he put on a clinic. He like he said, "I'm going to block you. You're going to have to try to get off this." Did they? No, they didn't. Like they got off at once. Like the running back got passed, but that's that's what you're supposed to do, so you don't get a holding call. So yeah, Lucas Butler was just day in day out. Uh, he really showed that he loved to block. Uh, RFL, not RFL. NFL comparison, furthermore, from Iowa, Lucas Butler reminds me kind of a George Kittle. Like, Lucas Butler, like, not many, like, I know this is a simulation game, and it's just a bunch of code, one zero one one zero one, But Lucas Butler looked like he enjoyed blocking. I don't know how how you could tell that, but he just, he made the blocks, and he didn't care. Like, you're getting blocked. So, I know I'm getting excited about a tight end blocking, but that's just how it is. Like, he he was really good at what he was asked to do. So, like, Lucas Butler might never be a tight end one, but man, Lucas Butler's going to be a nasty tight end two because normally tight end one's the receiver uh, type that like, goes out and does the routes, and the tight end two just does the short intermediate stuff. That's exactly what Lucas Butler is good for. So if you have a tight end that's like 28, 29 years old, Lucas Butler just might be the guy that you want to go out and get. And then Dylan Ferguson, same with him. Uh, good solid. Uh, Lucas Ferguson really didn't get much smoke. Uh, I can try my best to sell it, but uh, he was tight end three. Didn't really, didn't really see the field like that. Uh, when he did, he was a good run blocker as well. Both both wearing number eighty, Lucas Butler and Ferguson. So it was very easy to find the two, as often they were lined up beside beside each other in uh, heavy formations. But yeah, Ferguson's a solid blocker as well. Uh, I could see him moving to like a fullback type of role. But yeah, good good job by Ferguson when he got on the field. Sadly, didn't get on it much. But uh, that's the life when you're the third tight end. Uh, looking at the O-line, uh, Jaden Bob allowed a sack, only got beat once. Mac Page played really good for a tackle who was very bad at, at Oklahoma. So, he might just get a little, he might get a little love. But overall, uh, the center, uh, Parker Gibson played good and both, uh, uh, both guards, Bird and, uh, uh, what was it? Bird and, C and Pete Copeland from uh, Georgia. They both played pretty solid. Uh, defensively, Xavier Beckford. Uh, he put on a show. Played played good, solid run defense. Uh, he could be again, like I mentioned, a great uh three four outside linebacker. But uh, as a defensive end, when he was out there, he put on a show. Uh, well, not put on a show. He didn't get any like dramatic pressure or anything, but. He definitely knew he was out there working against the tackle. He was putting his he was putting his effort in. 
trying to get pressure. He was working against Trevor Picard, a really solid uh, right tackle from Georgia. Uh, but a player that I really want to talk about is Julio Gonzalez came out of nowhere and just put on an excellent performance. Like, he had the sack. I think he had TFL as well. But the first step on Julio Gonzalez in this game, it was a whole... It was like he was a whole new man. He was out there, like, possessed. Like, the like like the step and force he was getting off the line. Like, he didn't look like anything like we had seen at him from Miami. He was looking a lot like TJ Metcalf out there. So, maybe him and Metcalf have been, like, grinding down the offseason. Like, putting in that work together. But Julio Gonzalez looked really good. Like, on the, on the play that he got a sack on James Ramos, he bullied LeSean Tate. Like, he... He said, I'm getting past you. I don't care if you try to block. Like, Tate tried to get his hands on him, but Gonzalez was getting around that edge regardless of what James Ramos did. Ramos just happened to, like, roll out to his left to try to, like, find space, but Tate's already been beat, and Gonzalez just ate, just absolutely ate Ramos alive, and he looked really good in the second half. Like, Leishon Tate's no slouch. He... He, he was a great tackle for Alabama, so like he he's a good day in day out uh, starting left tackle. I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him to be your starter, but he could be potentially become it. But no, Julio Gonzalez like you know, we've just been saying, oh yeah, he can move the defensive tackle, too slow, too big to play defensive end. Nah, Julio Gonzalez heard those and said, nah, I'm gonna put on a show and I'm gonna go run, gonna run my ass off. Yeah, I said it. And he just put on a show. Great, great performance by Julio Gonzalez. Another, another big climber on my board. Uh, Chris George on a very explosive uh, deep tackle out of Michigan. Uh, again, solid out, solid performance for uh, Chris George. Didn't again light the world on fire. Uh, again, good solid run defense. Ryan Thompson from Oklahoma. Uh, good, good run defender. Uh, didn't really get much. Didn't really get much smoke, I don't think. I didn't really see Ryan Thompson on the field. Uh, so, uh, just might not won the depth chart battle. Rip Montez, uh, he's getting talked about right now with the backups, but Rip Montez did start off the game. Uh, made a made a crucial uh, strip on Owen Jack in the first quarter that uh, helped helped the East go up by uh, seven. Uh, stripped the ball out, like just form tackled up Owen Jack, fit him up. And before Owen Jack could get his knee down the ground, Rip just ripped it out like his name. Uh, overall, great performance by Rip Montez. Another player who didn't really get much smoke in the college series because he wa he just lost the sub-linebacker battle. But yeah, I know Rip Montez had a really good game himself. Uh, I think he had like four or five tackles. Uh, the forced fumble, just all-around great performance by Rip. Definitely put on a show for the scouts and definitely will get himself... Uh, Drafted much higher than before, uh, just just off of that performance that shows that just because he wasn't on the field doesn't mean he was a bad player. Uh, next player we got Juice Adams, uh, linebacker from UCLA. He was flying all around the field as well. Uh, let's. Oh, where are we at? Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. My bad, I accidentally reset my uh, document. Uh, yeah, so Juice Adams, where are we at? Juice Adams had seven tackles, two TFLs. Yeah, Juice Adams was absolutely just flying around the football field. Like, 
He was making tackles everywhere. I think he had a pass deflection as well. Just all around great performance by Juice Adams. Really, really helped open up the eyes of the scouts. We already knew he was a great speedy linebacker, but this game just further, furthermore, uh, excelled his stock. Uh, all around, uh, just great performance by Juice Adams. Uh, Joseph Settle didn't get burned, so that that's a positive. That's a positive. Uh, still can't play out Banjer corner. Nope, still can't do it. I think he was lined up in the slot. As you should have been. But yeah, nope. Uh Settle played Settle played pretty good. Didn't get burned, which was a very uh fearful thing that uh, a lot of coaches had coming into the game that he was gonna get toasted, put put on a skewer. Uh Bob Duke. Bob Duke! Uh good big body corner. Uh made some great uh plays and run defense. Uh stopped Thomas Didymus on uh fourth down with uh, I think like four minutes left. Stopping him just short from the first first down. Great play by Baba Duke. Uh, again, Baba Duke's a big corner, six four two, two fifteen. Pretty much a strong safety playing corner. Uh, very physical at the line. Didn't allow his whoever he was covering, which I'm pretty sure was. I don't want to say might have been Christian Williams. I think Baba Duke might have been on Christian Williams this game. But yeah, no, Baba Duke just uh, overall had a good game. Showed off that he can tackle, make make an impact in the run game. So, again, he ain't going to be your best coverage corner, but he might be your most physical one. Uh, Xavier Eves uh, did a kick return, had a couple good plays. Not Nothing too crazy. Again, he's a top three corner. Didn't really need to be in this game. We already know what he can do. All you have to do is watch a couple Texas games, and you know, you know where you're in store for. Uh, next player, we got Cody Bamba, a.k.a. Bam Bam. Uh, Cody Bam Bam uh, had pretty 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 good all around uh, game. Not nothing in the end of the world. Almost got trucked by Thomas Dimas, but he uh, stood his ground, took took the hit, took Tommy Tommy Didi down. All around, uh, Bamba played good. Same with Trayvon Love. Uh, Love had a couple good solid tackles. Could have had a pick at like with like four seconds left in the game. Uh, just didn't see it in time and couldn't get his hands up to deflect it and inevitably it was a touchdown. But yeah, oh, we, we're at 54 minutes. I've just been talking and talking and talking. But yeah, uh, big winners from this game. Uh, Julio Gonzalez, uh, Lucas Butler for sure. Love, love me some Lucas Butler. Uh, who else really uh, stood out to me? Willie Nilly had a really good performance. Uh... Becky honestly didn't play that didn't play that bad. Uh Don uh Kelly Trend was pretty good. Kenny Forrester, definitely a big riser for sure. Uh both Ma Marshall Brown and Mike Smith played really good. Emmett Stockson played excellent. Pat McNeil definitely definitely helped his stock. He didn't, yeah, played played a really good game. Same with Cody Carter and uh Jan Romanelli as well. Simpson and Gooden had really good games as as well, I already talked about them. Uh, Trevor Carr had a good game. Uh, uh, Devin Andrews continued to show why he was my D-tackle one. Josh Hardy and uh, Glissick both played really good games. Malcolm Washington had a pretty good game overall. But yeah, that's enough rambling for me. If you guys are still here, I much appreciate it. But uh, 
Yeah, Coach O'Brien, Coach Mitchie uh, signing off. I hope to see you guys tomorrow at the podcast. Uh, big, big thing, breaking down this game, see how uh, Bill, Smitty, and Rob have their opinions. Also talking about Pro Bowl tomorrow. Uh, previewing the Real Bowl, which is this Sunday, 8 p.m. Definitely want to tune into that. Celtic, uh, Celtic Tigers versus uh, Snowhawks. Go Hawks. But yeah, just all around uh, great performances by... Uh, Everyone that played in this game. And hope to see you guys uh, at the podcast tomorrow. Peace.